Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. Okay, we are beginning tonight's shear in Simon Gimel. We are up to Siv Zion. It's the very end of, of page Zion, about to turn on to page 14. And the Machaber says as follows. Hamitil mayim min hatsofim vilifnim. One who is uh, relieving himself of neiraglayim. And he is standing in an area of the tzofim and inwards. And the Ramah explains, what is the tzofim? Pirish, makom sheyacholim liros misham harabayas. It's a place that you are able to see the harabayas from. Umisham vahola ein yacholim liros. And from there on you can't see. So it's the furthest place from harabayas where you're still able to see harabayas. If one is relieving himself of ketanim over there, the Mechaber says, lo yeshev uponov klape hakodesh. He should not sit down with his face facing towards the Beis HaMikdash. Now, we mentioned yesterday, in Sif Hay, the Ramah said, mayim shari. When we were talking about Gedolim, and we said specifically what direction you should be facing, the Ramah said that when it comes to Ketanim, you can face any direction. And here we see the Mechaber already is limiting the direction. So the difference is that here the Mechaber is talking about when you're very close to the, to the Makam HaMikdash. You already can see the Harabayas. But if you're further away, so then that's what the Ramah was talking about, that it wasn't a problem. If you look at the Bir Halacha, the last Bir Halacha on page Zion, he points out, Vidas Hagrom, we'll see this mentioned in our Mishnah Buddha today, this is really a Bir Halacha from the other Sif. The Bir Halacha says, Vidas Marav Osir that when it comes to Meraglayim, the Gra is Machmir uh, even on that case. Mithnesha Shechina B'Marav, because the Shechina is in the West. And a person reveals himself when he goes to Ketanim. But the Gura says, rather a person should lead himself towards the east or one of the other sides. Or to a place where there is a wall nearby. And the Berlacha finishes on the next line and writes, Even though the Gura says that one should be machmir to not face the West, when he's being matam eraglayim, the minhag is to be lenient like the Shulchan Aruch, that you could do it anywhere. And it's very logical that in our places where we walk around with pants, the ain derech lefroes when a person doesn't reveal himself that much, gam that even the gra would be maskim, that one could be lenient. But that's again talking about when you are further away, you're nowhere near the Machma Mikdash. The halacha today comes in, in halacha zayin, the Machaber says, that one who's being matomayim and atzofim lufnim, you're ready from the area in which you can see the Beis HaMikdash, then you should not be facing the Makam Mikdash. The Ramah continues on the next page, Elo Letzafon Oladarum, rather you should be facing the north or the south, O Yisalek HaKodesh Letzdodin, or you should make sure that the Makam Mikdash is towards your side, meaning it should be on a diagonal, it shouldn't be that you're facing it directly. So let's see the Mishabura Sivkatan Yud Gimel, the last mish, the second to last Mishabura on page Zion. Lo Yeshev Uponov Kainzar Chlomer, that's from the Taz and Shariachronim that you should add the word low, that you should not sit facing the Makom HaMikdosh. Elul itself on the Ramos said, rather you should be facing the north when the last line. Vuhu Adin Imachorov Klape HaKodesh Shari Batalas Meraglayim. When we talk about going Ketanim, it could be also that your back is facing towards the Makom HaMikdosh, that is okay. Vayim Bebir Hagrosh Shehiskim Da'afilu Meratsofim Vilachutz. 
quotes the Gura that we just mentioned in the Biralacha, that the Gura holds that even when you're beyond the Tzofen, you're beyond it, you can't see anymore the Mokom HaMikdash, still it's Aser to do Meiraglayim when you're facing the Mokom HaMikdash. No, it's not obvious at all because the Shulchan Aruch argues with it. The Gura says it and everyone else argues, so it's not obvious. I mean, it, it might be obvious. Like you shouldn't go up to the Sefer Torah. And okay, right, right. So that that point is right. The, 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 what we're saying here is that when you're outside the area that you can't see the base Hamikdash, so then it doesn't matter which direction you face. I thought you were saying that was obvious, right? We'll, we'll no, see no, more no, of these things. I mean, if you're in like a weird cocktail, most people would figure out. Correct. Yes, yeah, that, that's correct. A hundred percent. And the Mishabura continues with some more uh, rather well, obvious halachas. Even when you can't see it? The Kiddush of the Gura is that even if you are beyond the place where you can see the Mokha Mikdash, you still should be Machmir there. But I don't, you could say in other ones that. Always, I mean, even in Waterbury, we're still more. You can't see the base of Mikdash from Waterbury. No, but I'm saying. You can't. I mean. So the Gura says that you shouldn't face the West when you're being Machmir there, even if you're in Waterbury. So the, we're, we're saying, saying that's the Gra saying, but other Shulchan Aruch arguing with that and saying only if only but West. I mean, is everyone around. would agree that you can see the base of Mikdash. You shouldn't feel it. Correct. Correct. Says the Mishabura Vaite. We're on page fourteen, the top line of the Mishabura. This is exactly what Dr. Dreyfus just told us is obvious, and now the Mishabura states the obvious that a person should not stand up to relieve himself of gedolim and reveal himself across from a Beis HaKnes to Beis HaMedrash, exactly the example he just gave. Um, one does not want to be included in those that the Pesach is about them, that their backs were to the Heichal Hashem, and, and they relieve themselves with their backs facing the Beis HaMikdash. One also should not make a Beis HaKisei across from a Beis Knesset or a Beis Medrash. So that someone should not be revealed um, Keneged these these holy places. In bone kosal beemtzal lahafsek beimechitzas beis akisa the beis aknesas. However, if besides the bathroom wall, besides the wall of beis akisa, you put an additional wall to separate from the beis akisa to the beis aknesas. Lachora ein lahachmir vayin barsas achayim. And note number eighty just points out that you also have to be careful besides the fact that there's a wall separating, so it's not a problem of revealing oneself, but also the smell. It shouldn't be too close to the Beis HaKnesset or Beis HaMedrash that the smell from the Beis HaKise should not reach the Beis HaKnesset or the Beis HaMedrash. Well, just to clarify, the two items that you said yes. Yes, it's clear that there is already an existing wall of the base Hakisei. It doesn't say Mefersh is the wall in the, ba- in the base Medrash, but it's saying besides the wall of the base Hakisei, there should be an additional wall there. Is there already a wall from the base Hakisei? That wasn't clear exactly. If, there's a, if there are three walls now separating or just two walls, it's not perfectly clear. Right, so that would be... That would not be a problem. If there's a wall... 
Well, you have the, you're saying you have the wall of the shul, like, instance, and then you have the wall of the base akisa. For instance, if the other side of this wall sitting behind Oh, oh! You're saying some cases they have exactly one, one wall. Ah, uh, so that right according to this, that would be a problem, correct? Uh, unless, unless uh, I, I, I assume there's room to be. I, I, I'm not passing, but I assume there's room to be making because anyway, our bathrooms inside when you go into a stall, it has another wall, so that would already be counted as it could be. Oh, you're saying if the bath, if the toilet's mamish up against that wall, the, the that would be that's exactly that would be a problem, Yes. Because, I mean, That's what they have in the movies? I see that in many locations. I wasn't even considering that possibility, but right, that, that, that Lakhara would be against what we're saying now. Yes, there should be an additional law, correct. Let's go weiter in Siv Ches. The Mechaber says, one who is relieving himself of Gedolim in a field, once he goes beyond the wall that's there, the fence that's there, he could already relieve himself right, be, right on the other side of the fence. Ubabika, but in an open area, Yisrachek ad makom shaloyuchal chaveiro liros peru. Then he should distance himself far enough that a person looking should not see him being revealed. So again, by if, if it's already if it's a sada where there's a, where there's a wall, so you're behind the wall, you can't be seen. But if you're in an open area where there's no wall, so go far enough that your revealed parts cannot be seen. Says the Mishaburit, Once you go beyond the gate or the wall, you can relieve yourself right there. Because of the wall, your friend does not see you revealed. And so too, in a courtyard that's beyond the wall of the house, it would also be okay. Even though your friend can hear you when you make noise uh, from the bottom, ain the kachum. That's not a concern. The noise that a person makes when he relieves gedolim, that's not a chisaron in sneers and modesty. Rather, that's just an embarrassing abushadik thing to people. That's that's totally on the person. If he's not makbid, he's not makbid, but it's not a lack of sneers. And therefore, even though you're right beyond the fence and you could be heard, since you can't be seen, it would be okay, mitzat sneers. And anything else, that's that's if, uh, your own discretion. If it bothers you, so then move further. But if you're not bothered, then it would be okay, mitzat sneers. And again, in the field, we said you should go, in an open area, you should go further away so a person can't see peruo. Says the Mishabun, and Zephkata and Tezai, and Rotolomar Giluya, his revealed parts. Umashim Megalami Besaro Mulafanov Omila Akharov. This giluya, this is revealed part, that which is revealing in the front or in the back. And even though the person could see your, your other parts of your body, he could see that you're there and he could hear you, but since he can't see the revealed parts in the front or the back, that's enough of a distance to be considered sneers. Now we go to Halacha Yud. Very short mechaber, but a, a big mishabura says the mechaber lo yekanach biyad yamin. A person should not wipe himself with his right hand. So the mishabura says in sefkaton yudzayin biyad yamin, one should not be mekaneach with the right hand. Mipneisha kosher b'tfilin alzroa hasmoli, because a person, a righty, uses his right hand to wrap the tefillin on the left hand. Now this is different than the tying that we saw, that a righty ties his left shoe foot because he ties on his right. That's because the tying goes on the right. Here we're talking about the hand that you use for the putting on the tefillin. You use your right hand to put the tefillin on your left and therefore your right hand has this extra level of kedusha that you use it for the wrapping and therefore one should not be mekaneach with the right hand. 
Now, what about the fact that the tefillin is going on your on your left hand? So if you look at note number nine, he just points out, the question everyone's bothered by, you can't use your right hand because you wrap the tefillin with your right hand, but why are you allowed to use the left? You're wrapping it on your left. So there the Levush Esrad writes, Since you're not putting the tefillin on the hand, the tefillin goes on your arm, not on your hand, that hand is not off limits for the kinuach. The wrapping of the tefillin, you're using your right hand to wrap the tefillin. And therefore you shouldn't use your right hand. Your tefillin is not going on your left hand, it's only going on your left arm. The only place it's going on your, on your right hand is the middle finger, which is why we're going to see the next halacha that one should not use his middle finger where the tefillin is wrapped around for the, for the, for that. But continuing on in note number nine, just for a moment, So we said a person shouldn't use his right hand for the kinua, but what about wiping off if there's meraglayim using that? So the Yosef writes, You could also kill a louse with your right hand. Anything else that's disgusting that you want to you want to clear away zevil or tzoa with your with your right hand? That's all okay. So that which we're forbidding with the right hand, because you have to fill in, is only the kinuach, not any other disgusting kind of thing you could come up with. That would not be off limits. Says the Mishaburavaiter. Besides this reason that we just brought down of t- that you tie the tefillin with your right hand onto your left arm. There are other reasons brought down in the Gemara. And note number 10 quotes the Gemara in Brachos and brings down the other reasons why one should not use his right hand. The Torah was given with the right hand. So we see the Torah was given with the right. It's common for a righty to put his right hand towards his mouth. And that would be disgusting. When a person is following along in the, in the Torah, so he uses his right hand. They follow along with their right hand. And these are all different reasons the Gemara is giving why a person should not use his right hand for the kinua. But look in the Mishabura Vaita in the third wide line. Besides the right hand being off limits, the left hand, the middle finger should be off limits as well because you wrap around the Ritzuos of the Tefillin on that finger. So therefore you're limited to the other four fingers on your left hand. The one who is a lefty, shekol inyan of oseh b'smol, that he does everything with his left hand, mekaneach b'smol diday, he should use for the kinuach his left hand, shehu yamin kaladam, which means he should use his right hand. His left hand, meaning his weaker hand, which is the right hand of everyone else. What if he writes with the left hand, does other things with his right hand, or the opposite? Look in the biralacha. But look at note number 11 over here. So we just mentioned that when it comes to a lefty, since he wraps his tulum with his left hand, he shouldn't do the kinuach with the left hand, he should do the kinuach with his right hand. So the note writes, Because of three of the reasons that we just mentioned before that the Gemara brings down, a lefty should use his right hand in the kinuach, 
The Hainu Lafiyah Tam Shakoshar Zatfilim Biyat Smol. First of all, the, 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 the first reason, which is that you shouldn't use the hand that you are wrapping the tefillin with, and you're wrapping with your left hand, so a lefty shouldn't use his left hand. And from the other reason that you normally, you shouldn't use the hand that you normally put towards your mouth, the lefty uses his left hand to go towards his mouth if need be. Lefty would also use his left hand to follow along in the Torah. And the Taz is the biggest Kiddush, Vataz Hosef, Even according to the reason the Torah was given with the right hand, which is referred to HaKadosh Baruch Hu's right hand, the Taz says that also would apply to a lefty not to use his left hand. Mishum Because the, the left hand is really his right hand. And therefore, even we can say, even when Hashem gave the Torah in the right, it, for, for him, for his purposes, it's the left. And therefore, for all the reasons given why a righty shouldn't use his right hand, a lefty shouldn't use his left hand. Fine. Says the Mechaber Vaiter in Sith Yudalif. What? No, according to this, Taz is saying... Taz is saying that that's the stronger hand, so the lefty's stronger hand than the left. Right, that's what Taz is saying, yeah. No. Unless, okay, we can find out afterwards. Zati mechaber vayter sifs yudalif lo yikanach becheres one should not use for the kinuach pottery mishum kshafen because of witchcraft uh, reasons velo baasavim yaveshim and he shouldn't use dried grasses sham mekaneach bedover shaor sholepo because one who uses things that the fire can rule over shinov hatachtonos no shows that could be damaging to his guf on that part of his body. That's uh, a little bit of a heebie-jeebie reasons over here. The low bitsur shekina bo chavero. We know in the olden days they used to use uh, rocks to do the kinua, so one should not use a rock that his friend already used. Because it lead a person to get a, a disease. Says Ramah, Nowadays that our base Akiseis are not in the fields, our minog is to yes use cheres, we also are noeg to use things that the fire can rule over. And it is not damaging, or as long as it will not be damaging. And go see what people are using. So let's see the Mishabura on this. The Mishabura says in Sivkaton Yudches, we said that one should not use Cheres. We're talking about pottery that's smooth, even if it's smooth, and it won't chop up your, your flesh, which obviously we don't, we don't want to use it. Because if it's not a smooth piece of pottery, it has small grooves. Obviously, that's also going to be a sakana. That it shouldn't rip apart uh, your goof in that part of the body. We said one should not use the tzor, the rock, the pebble that his friend used. But if you use that rock already, or your friend used it, or your friend used it and it's already dried up, or your friend used one side of it, you're going to use the other side, then it's not a problem to use it. And then the Ramah said, nowadays that our base Akisa are not in the Sadas, the Chaf, Chaf, the low shchichik shafim, since you're not in the field, it's not common to have a problem of witchcraft. Lochain mutter becheres, therefore it would be mutter to use pottery. Vedafkim uchalak like we said before, that which would matter to use cheres is only 
mitzad uh, witchcraft, not mitzad the fact that it might rip up your body, and therefore it would have to be only if it's a smooth piece of pottery. We said also you could be makil to use a dover with a fire can rule over it. It could be this is specifically other items. But in terms of the dry grasses, if we're going to this Ramah who's lenient, you should be machmer not to use these dry grasses. Because they tear up the flesh. This is an interesting halacha brought down from Rukiva Eger B'Shem, the Sefer HaChasidim. Chasidim. When a person leaves the Beisakisei, you should make sure that the toilet is not dirty. Because your friend might come in and sit on it. It's funny that we need Rukiva Eger B'Shem, the Sefer HaChasidim, to... Teach us uh, basic meshlachite. It doesn't seem that he's getting into heebie-jeebie things. It seems like just uh, basic, basic derech Okay, let's continue in the mechaber in Sif Yud Beis. The mechaber says, "Yiponet bitsnius balaylo kamobayom." One who is revealing, who's going to the bathroom uh, at night, he should be just as tsanua as not at night as he is during the day. And the mishabura says, "It's a katan chav beis." Ratzalomar means to say. A person should not reveal any more of his goof than he reveals during the day. Like we mentioned last night, one should not reveal himself until he is sitting down. And similar things. Because you need to be tzanua, like we learned already a few times, in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And in front of Hashem, the darkness is like light, there's no difference. So even though in terms of the actual tzniyas, the way a person goes to the base he should be the same level of tzniyas at night as he is during the day. However, in terms of being marche, going further away, like we mentioned before, going so a person can't see you, but if it's nighttime, a person can't see you if you're closer. So if there is no one around, a person can relieve himself in the streets. She just make sure it's not in a place where people are walking. So people should not get dirty by walking in those places after he re- relieved himself there. And therefore, you don't have to distance yourself the way you have to do during the day, so a person can't see you because they can't see anyway. But you shouldn't do it in a place where people are going to be walking. But if a person is around, even if it is a non-Jew, the fun of it is usher to go gedolim in front of him. The Cholzeli Paros, this is all talking about for Gedolim. Avalahashem, when it comes to Ketanim, Mutter Afilu Bayom Bifnei Rabim. This is Mutter, even during the day, even in front of people. In Tzarek if this is necessary, She'ein Lo Mokom. If you have nowhere else to do it, so you're allowed to do it even in public. Vafilu Bifnei Isha, even in front of a woman. Mishum Deika Sakanta Im Yamid Atmo because it is potentially dangerous if a person holds it in. And therefore when it comes to Katanim, if a person has nowhere else to go, so you can do it even in front of people, even in front of a woman to avoid the sakana. However, the Isha Lotamud Lahashina Filu Negepano Shaltino. However, that's all by a man. A woman should not stand up for Katanim even in front of a child, a baby. Mishum Deika Khatsifusa, that's considered Chutzpah, that's Khatsifusa. Avalitsadim, but if she turns to the sides, Sha'inam Mish Mashtenes mamish negepana that she's not doing the katana mamish across from him lace lamba then it's less of a concern. Now look at note number thirteen, a very important note. So we just said that a person could uh, 
relieve himself of ketanim even during the day in front of people and it's not a problem. But nowadays, let's bring this to nowadays. Nowadays where we have uh, Baruch Hashem many places where there is a Beis HaKisei. Ve'esher lahatu me'raglayim b'tzniyus. And therefore it is possible for one to go ketanim in a private way. So Moshe writes, Sheroi l'chol yirei shamayim le'lech l'shom gam l'tzorach of ketanim. It is befitting for a person to go into a Beis HaKisei even for ketanim. She'kevan she'efsher b'kalos l'asos ke'in nechshev k'mi she'ein l'tzorach l'ispanos b'chutz. Since a person can easily go there, so it's considered as if he has no reason to do it outside. The Mishnabur only said, when it's a great need, it could possibly be a sakana, but if there's a bathroom, you could just go inside, so there would be no heter to, uh, to do it, to reveal oneself outside. And therefore, therefore, a person should have walls put up around the place where a person is going ketanim. I think what he's talking about is between between the souls that you should put up walls like from places have, but uh, you go to a rest stop, you know they don't have, but uh, from places should have the walls put up because you should do it in a tzniyastik away. Now that we have the the possibility, I want to just do one small biralacha. And now, which we discussed in the lefty and the righty, so just one interesting thing. We said a few reasons in the Gemara that a lefty Shabbatafi uses right hand for the kinuach, and a righty should use his left hand. A, the tefillin that you're wrapping the tefillin with, with the, you don't want to use the hand that you wrap the tefillin with, you don't want to use the hand that you put to your mouth. But the Shailah is, and the Mishabura addressed it a little bit. He said, I am biralacha for a person who writes with his left hand, does the other actions with his right hand. So we know when it comes to tefillin, if you write with your left hand, you put on the tefillin like a, like a lefty, you consider a lefty, you put on your tefillin on your, on your right hand. So, but if you do all your other actions with your right hand, so here, there's different, the, the different reasons they clash. So by a righty, all the reasons apply not to use the left hand. By a, by a lefty, all the reasons apply not to use the left hand. By a righty, all not to use the right hand. But when you have this person who writes with his left hand, does everything else with his right hand, so he's putting tefillin on his right hand, so he's wrapping the tefillin with his left hand, and therefore, mitzah the tefillin reason, he should not put on, he should not use for the kinuach the left hand. On the other hand, if he's going to do something with his mouth, he's going to use his right hand, because the only thing he does with his left hand is his writing, he eats with his right hand. So according to that reason, he should use his right hand. So if you look at the biralacha, he just points out, in lo yikanach biyad yamin, ayin b'mishabura v'itish akoseh b'smol, a lefty who only writes with his left hand, who shar of oseb yamin, all his other actions he does with his right hand, metzadna primigodim lavushe srad, diikanach b'smol da'alma, that he should use his left hand for the kinuach, the loaz linan basar ksiva diday, we don't go after the way he writes, after kosher batfilin, even though he's gonna wrap his tfilin with the arm that he writes, meaning his left arm, but he still should put the, he should still use the kinuach with his left hand, and in note number 12, in the second paragraph, the Prima Gadam and the Lubush Yisra just explained the reason we just spoke out. Even though Mitzad the reason that Tzvillin, he wraps his Tzvillin with his left hand. So therefore he should do the Kinuach Lafi, that reason with his right hand. According to the other reasons that are brought in the Gemara, the hand that he would use to point to in the, in the Torah, the hand he would normally use to go to his mouth, so then he would do those things with his, with his right hand. So Therefore he would have to do the kinuach with his, with his left hand. 
And therefore, that's just an interesting halacha. So a person, so there is a scenario where a person will put his tefillin on one hand and he will use the kinuach with the hand that he is using for the wrapping of the tefillin. Um, we'll stop over here. Tomorrow, I want to just tell everyone that the, the, the shirim besides on Kalashan are also now on Shas Illuminated online, so if anyone wants to hear them. And uh, tomorrow, we're going to have to have shir early because I'm going away for Yantas around noontime. So we, we could just decide a time. If anyone's able to make it in the morning, so whatever the best time would be, we'll do it in the morning. But starting Thursday and through next week, I'll record all the shirim and we'll continue Sunday, the day after Pesach and Hashem. So if we could just take a little... You have been listening to a shir from shasilluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an eon shir on any dafin shas, including Myron McClellan's on each shir, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org.